Today, we're going to reflect on being led by Jesus Christ. And the scripture that we will begin with is from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Will you pray with me? God, we love you. And Lord, we pray that you give us a fresh word that pierce our hearts, our thoughts, our feelings, God, that we grow closer to you, that you, Holy Spirit, speak to us, that you give us a fresh anointing, Lord, for we need you, our world needs you. And God, I pray that you forgive us our sins, Lord, I pray that you forgive my sins and that you cleanse my lips with a coal from your altar, God. That it be you speaking through me. That it be much, much more of you, God, and less of me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we're going to look at five points on a journey with Christ. The first one is lead me to the cross. The second one is lead me to the tomb of Jesus. The third, lead me in Emmaus. And the fourth, lead me to Bethany. We're going to start by reading from Luke 23, verses 44 through 49. Lead me to the cross. And the word of God says like this, It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home beating their breasts. But all the acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. So what had happened here was that Jesus had just been crucified and everyone had mocked him. He had been tortured. But there was this man, this centurion, and he there experienced something marvelous. He experienced repentance. See, they recognized that Jesus was innocent. They realized that Jesus was speaking truth. John 14, 6 said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. At the cross, this centurion, he beat his chest. And when you beat your chest in biblical times, it symbolizes repentance. He became aware of his mistake about Jesus being the truth and self-aware of his own error. See, Jesus wants to lead us to the cross. He wants us to arrive to the truth and recognize our own mistake. 
This centurion, a commander probably of about 6,000 soldiers, you know, I assure you he was a prideful man. He was probably arrogant, very powerful, influential. And people like that have seen many things. Maybe he had a hard heart, a heart of stone, and maybe he had a lot of guilt. He had been in battle, witnessed death, in survival mode. While at the same time, as a commander, he had a huge responsibility over him. He had a very difficult life. But at the cross, even the most hardened hearts can find self-awareness and repentance. Jesus wants to guide you to the cross, wants to open our eyes to the truth where we can beat our chests and repent and start a new life. Then as we continue to read from the Gospel of Luke, we can see and ask God, lead me to the tomb of Jesus. I'm going to read from Luke 24, verses 1 through 7, when it says like this. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? Here is where the women went after Jesus had been killed, he had died, and he had been put in a tomb with a huge rock over it so that no one can steal his body. And these women went and found not only the tomb, the rock moved, but also the tomb empty. And they were terrified because that wasn't supposed to happen. And yet these two men, which we think were angels, spoke to them and said, they asked a really great question in verse 5. Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? See, Jesus had already resurrected. But these women were still going to the tomb as if death had overcome. Why do we continue to seek life amongst the dead? As humans, we continue to do that. When we seek comfort in addictions or money, when we seek human wisdom from our own human experience versus the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, when we, we seek human knowledge versus uh, knowledge from the Holy Spirit with our attitude of always knowing it all, when we seek joy in the flesh, when we seek love away from God, when we seek wholeness and abundance without our Creator, when we seek peace without Jesus which is the Prince of Peace and Hope without forgiving or seeking forgiveness. Let us stop seeking life amongst the dead. Only Jesus overcame death. The tomb is empty. As Jesus leads us to the cross where we find repentance, and then we find in the tomb that he has overcome death, we no longer have to seek all these blessings amongst this world, but only through Jesus Christ. Why do you look for the living among the dead? 
And as we continue on on this journey with Jesus, as he leads us, I'm going to invite you to look at Luke 24, to stay there. There were these two men, and they were walking. There were two disciples, two students of Jesus Christ. They were walking nearby on Emmaus. And as they were conversing, they were disappointed. They were disappointed because they had such hope on Jesus who was going to be their savior, the, not just their own savior, but the savior for their whole nation. And as they were walking on this road from one town to the other, they were sharing with each other their disappointments. But Jesus appeared to them. He, he got near them. And at first, they did not recognize him. They did not realize that it was him. We're going to read Luke 24, verse 19 through 31. And it says like this, Jesus asked them, what things, they replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God, and all the people and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How foolish you are! And how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in the scriptures. And he continues to walk with them on this path. And later, as you continue to read, you can see that their eyes were opened. They were aware that Jesus not only had died, but he had resurrected, and furthermore, that he was walking with them on that path. See, Jesus, he wants to walk with us on our journey. And as we walk with Jesus, we get to know him in a more personal way, just like these two men did. And we get to share our frustrations and disappointments with him. And he, as a loving and graceful son of God, always encourages us and reminds us of the promises of God for our life, for our family, for our world. We need to be led in Emmaus by Jesus. As we go from the cross where we repent and then to the tomb when we realize that he has resurrected and then as we walk, as Jesus walks with us and we strengthen our relationship with him. As we try to understand life, love and forgiveness and sin, let us stay, let us urge Jesus to stay with us. Let's read verses 28 through 31. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, 
because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. Stay with us. It is so important that as we continue to develop in our faith and be led by Jesus Christ, that we urge Jesus to stay with us. And the fourth point that I want to share with you is when Jesus led us to Bethany. Luke 24, 50 through 53 says like this. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. So several things had happened with the disciples. They had seen him be crucified, and then they had witnessed the empty tomb and then these two disciples have a close walk with Jesus. And then Jesus leads all the disciples to Bethany, to a hill, where the word of God says that he blessed them, and then he ascended into heaven. But instead of them being, you know, sad or remorseful or frustrated, the word of God says that they rejoiced. They realized. They realized the calling and the invitation. We are called to the mission to the task, when we receive the blessing, it is not solely for our own blessedness, but that blessing has a reaction within us. That love and mercy that we receive produces selfless love and care for others. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says like this, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I command you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of age. Jesus wants to bless us for the mission at Bethany. We are called to the kingdom now, to be God's church to be the light in darkness now. We go from the cross with repentance to the tomb with conviction as we walk closely with Jesus on Emmaus and then we're blessed and called to the mission at Bethany. So where are we in this journey of faith? Are you still, have you still not arrived to the cross in which we find awareness of our own sin and error? Are you at the tomb where the angels remind us to stop seeking life amongst the dead? Are you at Emmaus developing a personal relationship with Jesus? Or have you been blessed and led at Bethany for the great mission? Wherever it is that we are on this journey with Christ, as he leads us, know that Jesus always wants to lead us to, lead us to growth through a greater holiness than ours, through a greater love than ours, a, a greater wisdom than ours, into sanctification. We can see that through the journey of the folks that we just read about during biblical times, the, empty, the cross, the empty tomb, on Emmaus, and our Bethany. So where are you on that journey? Take the next steps forward in faith, 
Jesus wants to guide you. Jesus wants to guide us. Jesus has more for you. And I'm going to add one more point to this sermon. There are times when we need to circle back to the foot of the cross. When we've been to the cross, the tomb, on Emmaus, and on Bethany, and been blessed. But sometimes things happen. We can fall short. We can make mistakes. We can lose our faith, or even worse, we can also fall into spiritual arrogance when we begin to forget that it is God in us that does all the great things. Not our own strength, but God's. Not our own pizzazz, but God's. When we begin to receive all the praises for ourselves instead of praising God always, we need to come back to the cross and remember that it is God and God alone that gives us the strength and the wisdom and all that we need to be the people of God. We all need God. Jesus wants to lead us. Let us reflect on the step that we are in on our journey and what we need to do to continue to move forward with Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.